attractiveness of hydrogen is it's a mobile fuel source as well. Hi, I'm Prab Banga. And I'm Adam Borgatti. Welcome to the Road to Net Zero. Acon's sustainability podcast. In today's episode, we go back to the future with hydrogen-powered construction equipment. If you remember from our episode 8, we talk about the power source used by the DeLorean time machine, which was hydrogen. Fast forward to today, we're actually talking about using hydrogen to power construction equipment of the future. Construction equipment of the future will be lower emissions and eventually zero emissions, but not just electric. Unlike lithium batteries, which aren't yet scalable for large construction equipment, hydrogen fuel cells are much easier to expand, making them a much more logical choice for larger equipment like excavators or backhoes, just like it was the first choice for DeLorean. Given the rapidly rising demand for zero emission equipment around the world in recent years, hydrogen-based construction equipment is expected to grow. In 2020, JCB announced it had developed a hydrogen-powered excavator. The 20-ton 220X excavator prototype is powered by a hydrogen fuel cell and has been undergoing testing at the company's quarry proving grounds. I actually got to see a prototype of that hydrogen combustion engine being used in JCB's hydrogen-powered equipment at Con Expo last year, which is where I was introduced to Chris Giogianni. Over his 20-year career with JCB, Chris had served in several roles leading up to his current position as Vice President of Product Development, where he leads the North American product team and is responsible for JCB's government and defense business globally. Chris began his career with JCB as a product specialist for backhoe loaders in 2003. Shortly after, he became JCB's first American employee to be based at the company's global headquarters, serving as a worldwide product manager for backhoe loaders as well as regional manager for Northern Europe. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. It's great to be here. Chris, in episode eight, we've got uh, the 101 Intel on hydrogen. But can you describe how hydrogen-powered construction equipment works and how it varies from conventional construction equipment? And also, you know, why switch to hydrogen? From a hydrogen in our industry, you know, there is definitely a, a push for alternative fuels. And when you look at the options out there, you know, JCB have explored... Um, electrification we've explored fuel cell and and hydrogen combustion and with with the electrification we've seen that it's really got a job site limit and it's really best to tune on our compact range uh when you start getting to the mid-range and a larger product we need a a a mobile fuel source and really hydrogen was uh was the obvious answer for us in in our iterative process we we discounted fuel cell for the for a few reasons, but one being um, they are, you know, they're very expensive, very complex, very costly, and prone to, to dirt and debris. We feel that that would be the best attuned to our marketplace, but we felt that hydrogen combustion, uh, with us doing our own engine as well, uh, really kind of fit the mold and fit our marketplace quite well. A lot of the engine componentry is similar, so you know, a serv- if somebody servicing or maintaining the machine, it's going to be similar components that are familiar with. The operation's going to be very similar as well. Uh, and and as I said, it felt to be a more natural, natural uh, solution for us. Thanks. That's a great overview. And and we're hearing that too in the industry that electrification is good for the smaller equipment, but for some of the larger yellow iron, hydrogen is an excellent option. So to date, what are some of the key benefits you've seen of using hydrogen? And then what are some of the performance challenges or obstacles, if any, that you've, you've experienced? 
Well, uh, for, I guess I'll talk for the first part of the question. Talk about the benefits we, you know, we've seen from a hydrogen standpoint. Again, you know, one getting the market, we we we're, we can be fast to market because you've got a lot of the the supply chain uh, supply base already in place. Uh, you've got a lot of some similar componentry as well, ex especially on the base machine. I mean, the challenge there is really going to be the infrastructure uh, more so than industry's ability to get there. You know, the benefit being obviously zero emissions. That's the end game, right? You, we want to we want to have a, a zero emission solution as well. You know, the comparable it's comparable performance wise to diesel. You know, our, our focus has been on the 74 horsepower range to start with and we definitely see some uh, similar performance character characteristics between the two um and again i mentioned earlier as well that you know, when you start looking at the operation and the serviceability there's a lot of things that you know that our customers would be seeing today on a diesel powered machine that would flow through to a hydrogen powered uh, machine as well uh you've got an abundant supply of, uh, of materials uh and then you look at especially compared to electrification uh we've got a supply base that's not you know not prone to some of the geopolitical challenges that uh that you know electric product would have look at some of the the challenges you have to overcome uh your your uh you introduce spark ignition into a uh a, a traditionally you know a compression ignition uh uh, marketplace uh, with diesel powered uh, vehicles so getting the hydrogen mixing is critical um, uh, in that process uh, air compression as well is a critical piece and then the other aspect is steam management you know you've got to yeah I think we're, we're we're installing these hydrogen powered engines into the existing you know into an existing machine so being able to manage uh, steam is a critical uh, critical item as well but those are probably the four four items that the challenges that, that the team, uh, the engineering team, have uh, overcome uh, in the process. Yeah, very cool. It sounds as though you know identifiable and and uh, manageable. I guess as you move forward with uh, continued developments. I think that's the exciting bit too. You know, you've got you've got a solution that's uh, I won't necessarily say plug and play, but it's it's the route to market's a lot a lot uh, quicker than trying to electrify or, or, or pursue another option like a fuel cell or whatnot. Yeah, and, and this may touch a little bit on your last comment, but you know that aside, any other technological developments uh, that you've been able to um, bring into the hydrogen-powered construction equipment, and maybe what types of equipment specifically have been able to convert to hydrogen? Well, the team, uh, we've the focus, of, as I mentioned, has been on the 74 horsepower range, and we we focused uh, on a material handler, uh, load all, uh, JSP load all, and JSP backhoe loader. Uh, but the other item as well is, you know, the the attractiveness of hydrogen is it's a mobile f uh, fuel source as well. So we've got uh, we've also introduced uh, in a, in our our test uh, phase a, a JCB refueler, which is a converted agricultural tra fast track tractor as well. So not only did we look at the actual machine and the operation of the machine, but we've been able to look at also getting the fuel source to the job site with the refueler. Yeah, so talking about sort of integrating hydrogen construction equipment into our operations, I mean, we're very interested in it because it's a part of our emissions reduction goal here at ACON. But if we were to switch to hydrogen-powered equipment, what changes would there have to be in our own operations? Um, you touched on fueling. Uh, what about employee training? Um, is there a, a training element? Does it function differently than than diesel equipment? With any, with any uh, 
piece of equipment, diesel, hydrogen, electrification, or electrified product, yeah, obviously there's, there's going to be operator and maintaining maintainer training uh, involved. Uh, the packaging of a uh, hydrogen-powered machine is similar to uh, to diesel, so you're going to be filling your your, your your tanks as similar as from a location standpoint as you would with diesel, but obviously the training to be able to to refuel hydrogen rather than uh, diesel would 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 be required as well. But a lot of the a lot of the interface is going to be similar and familiar with the uh, customer. Uh, getting access probably the biggest challenge is being getting access to hydrogen, and that's. I touched upon the comment before, but that is, I think, the biggest challenge. Industry will get there. We'll get there. Industry will get there much more quickly than the the infrastructure is uh, is available. And that's that's one area that you know, from a from a customer standpoint, is you can have the product, but you need you need to be able to have readily have access to hydrogen to power that product. Yeah, no doubt. And I think uh, supply chain certainly of the last few years has been uh, front and center in terms of logistical concerns and constraints and, and making sure you've got adequate supply. So uh, I got to imagine that's going to be front and center for you all moving forward with that. Um, it, it is. It, it, and I think with hydrogen, too, is, is you know, to have a clean carbon footprint, you want to you want to have access to green hydrogen. You know, the, the hydrogen that's out there, a lot of it uh, being gray hydrogen, it, you know, the carbon footprint's massive. Uh, but for this to make sense from an environmental standpoint, you want to look at the three 360 degree view, and that includes having access to to green hydrogen, a clean a clean hydrogen solution. Obviously, in the market, Europe tends to be a big driver for these types of policies and announcements uh, driven by government incentives and and the requirements earlier on in North America for these types of low emission zones and. You know, there's lots of them in there now with off-road vehicles. Any policy changes that you've seen in North America incentive-wise to support the adoption of hydrogen-powered equipment to help you out? A lot of the incentives right now are still around the electrification. You see it on on-road on with, with vehicles and such. And I think there's there's definitely work to be done there uh, and, and, and really kind of uh, teaching our policymakers to understand the true benefits to so those incentives can be put forth to help offset cost and, and both for the machines and then the access to to the hydrogen um you see a, a lot of work being done right now with the hydrogen hubs zones that the the u.s government are uh, uh are incentivizing to help you know with the the access the the the, the, the production of uh, clean hydrogen uh, solutions throughout North America, and I think that's probably the first step. Uh, but it's it's a journey. It's definitely going to be a journey to to, and we're not we're not there yet. And there's one other example I can add to that is in in, in Canada. Actually, there was a policy announcement made earlier this year, which made zero emission off road vehicle eligible for a tax credit. So that was a really important step, especially for the construction industry, um, to consider zero emission vehicles and making them making more of a business case to, to support them with that tax credit. So looking to the future, Chris, what are your timelines with your hydrogen powered line of equipment? Is it currently available or what can we expect to see released in 2024? Right now, we're still in development phase. I think it's probably on our standpoint too, uh, a bit premature to put a date on when we will be ready for market and, and selling in the North American market. I think the exciting bit is, you know, we've we've produced over 50 engines. We've got we've got machines running in the UK currently. 
getting valuable feedback, uh, but I uh, would say probably a bit premature in regards to putting a, a date on when we'd be ready to promote and sell. Obviously, we want to get there quickly, but we want to make sure that the machines are uh, right for the marketplace and, and uh, deliver to the customer's expectations. We'll wait in anxious anticipation for that. And as you know, we're always happy to start uh, trialing and demoing these things and love to work with our industry partners for these types of advancements uh, on our sites and, and through our work. Chris, it's been a true pleasure having you with us today. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say and give you guys a plug on your website. I know you talked about some of the early prototype equipment you've got underway. There's some great examples of that on your site now, seeing how these machines work. So pretty cool if anybody wants to check out the JCB website. And before we let you go as well, there's a great interview on there uh, with JCB's head of uh, innovation and growth, uh, Tim Bernthorpe, with uh, Formula One X racing champion, Sebastian Vettel, um, most recently with Aston Martin, where I think you guys are sponsors. So as a true F1 fan myself, do you think we'll get to see a hydrogen engine in an F1 car in the future? Maybe one day, but that's definitely uh, uh, something that would be exciting, but, uh, one that we, I guess we have to wait and see. It'd be uh, much cooler and faster than even Doc Brown's uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future that uh, relied on the hydrogen. So uh, we'll look to that as well. Very cool. Thank you once again, Chris. Uh, Have a great rest of the day. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Acon Group Inc. for more updates and teasers about upcoming episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to our Road to Net Zero podcast. Mm-hmm.